This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in via the toll-free number. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. You'll find the features there are free. Unlike those other talk show hosts in the business, they want to charge you for their sites. We give it all away at freetalklive.com. Joining you in studio tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, by the way, we're going to start things out across the pond the this pond. evening. Because, uh, well, you know, this is an international show. We've got people listening all around the world. And when interesting things come across our desk, we like to share them with you, regardless of, uh, um, you know, whence they come. So, to start out, let's go to the UK, Mark, where... The tax crackdown is about to begin, apparently. What's what's going on? <laughs> I, I I couldn't believe this when uh, when I, I found this story. Where'd you find it? Uh, it's actually from dailymail.co.uk. That's that's how they spell .com across, okay. across the water there. And keep in mind, these are the same people that are putting cameras up everywhere over there. Mm, so everyone's yeah. on camera now. More than a million cameras. Uh, <laughs> it, it's the little police state island. Um, if you want to know what it could be like, how a democracy can uh, devolve into a uh, police state, just take a look at Great Britain. I'm sorry. That's that's what's happening over there. After reading this story, I think I'd be I'd be packing up my lorry and uh, driving on to the first thing smoking, leaving uh, the little uh, the island of paradise there. Okay, so Clegg, tax war on the middle class. Clegg? Bam, uh, that's the, uh, I'll, it'll explain just in a second. Nick, okay. Nick Clegg. Gotcha. Clegg. Yes, families could uh, face lie detector tests. Middle class families could be forced to undergo, li- undergo lie detector tests as part of a major crackdown on tax avoidance being spearheaded by Nick Clegg. Ten th- tens of thousands, tens of thousands of people will face intrusive new tax investigations under the plans unveiled by the deputy prime minister yesterday. This, by the way, is the uh, the Liberal Dem Party, um, as I understand it. They they have a coalition government over there in Great Britain. Please don't ask me to explain it. It's a little more than I can handle. But apparently, it's their conservative their conservative party and their very liberal party managed to get together and create a uh, a, a government as part of a. That sounds two- like what we've got here. They they somehow left out the Labour Party there. Okay. As part of a two pronged attack on the better off, uh, I wonder. You know, if two prongs is good, is three prongs better? Can you can you have an eleven pronged attack? I you know why why do they even say that? Hmm. Uh, as a two, part of a two-pronged attack on the better off, millions more will face cuts in benefits such as winter fuel payments, child benefit, and free bus passes. The moves, which, you know, I mean, th- that just sounds like a bunch of, uh, you know, like socialist payoffs to me. <laughs> the moves unveiled by the Liberal Democrat Conference were designed to guarantee Mr. Clegg's popularity with mutinous grassroots members, but um, were described by critics as bully boy tactics. Mm-hmm. The crackdown will affect thousands of ordinary small business owners whose enterprise is desperately needed to help pull Britain out of a recession. Today, Mr. Clegg will accuse middle class earner, uh, excuse me, accuse middle class earners who pay accountants to minimize their tax bills of behaving like benefit cheats. 
Oh, so having an accountant is just a bad thing now, period, right? Well, if you're trying to minimize the amount of money that you pay to the government, of course you're uh, – yeah. what are you, write-offs? You're a well, bad person. Well, this is legal. That's supposed to be legal, and that's what's, what encourages small business, supposedly, is is that if you if you take the time and you take the risk with your own capital to start a business, that there are – some perks as opposed to being a, a wage slave, right? I, you know, I don't know what the politicians are like in Great Britain, but I suspect they're as, you know, as slimy as the ones in the United States. Just a guess. And this is also showing desperation because, but, because the economy is bad there, too. It's worse. And, the fa- and it's worse. <laughs> and the fact that they're shaking these people upside down now uh, for more money tells you just how desperate the economy is getting over there. That's all politicians know how to do. They don't know how to cut spending. They wouldn't know how to do it. Um, it's, it's, it's not in their, their whole uh, you know, uh, paradigm. But what well, they'd was, have to cut the, the was, size of the government in order to do that. They would have to. <laughs> They're not going to do, do that. that. But the, the point I wanted to make here is these same people here in the United States, and I suspect there are over there. I remember hearing some story about one of them having, you know, like paying off, using government funds to pay apartments and things like that. Um, well, they lie on their taxes. They don't even pay them. These same people just just don't pay their taxes, and nothing happens to them. And you know, it's funny is is they always say the rich. Well, how do they define rich? Well, usually they want to shake down people that make between two hundred and five hundred thousand a year, or maybe a million. And then beyond that, you know, the really rich people never get bothered. It's the people in between, the upper middle class, that they squeeze. Now, if you make two hundred fifty thousand a year and you work in, or you live and work in New York or or L A or Chicago, that's not diddly. It doesn't buy you that much no, in a big city. Big so it's very difficult to define rich, and, and the fact that they're trying. It's just disgusting. Right? They just they just use the term um, in order to to scare people. But the the fact is, if you're making if you have a bunch of money, I don't know, ten million, twenty million dollars, you already have people that show you how to get around these things. If if it's cheaper to not be a British citizen but a, a citizen of Liechtenstein, you've moved. You do it. Yeah. It, it, actually, there's some islands, Guernsey, it's the Channel mm-hmm. Islands out there, Guernsey and another mm-hmm. one that are just full of billionaires. These people don't pay your stinking taxes. It's the ones that are that you that you yourself aspire to be. You know, if you're making fifty thousand dollars a year. You aspire to be the guy who's making $350,000 a year. Those are the ones that they're tapping because those are the ones they still can because they're still busy working in order to make this money. Mm -hmm. If you've got $10 million in assets or whatever and you just don't work anymore, you've got plenty of time to go and and talk to your other buddies who've got $10 and $20 million and and ask them, hey, how do you do this? Oh, yeah, you just go down to the Cayman Islands, you open up, you take your money down there in an account, you ship it offshore and, uh, you know, you, you take your yacht and blah, 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 blah. I mean, they know how to do this. Right. This is aimed towards the stu- which, what they would call the stupid money, the people that don't yeah. know how to do that You're stuff. You're right. That's exactly what it yeah. is. <laughs> that, that, that's the next, um, the, next, the next group they're going after. Well, the it, people who might be able to afford an accountant, but hiring a lawyer to, uh, to bring them on full-time to try to defend against this would put a dent in, in, or, in or, right. or a high-end financial advisor that can show them how to get their citizenship and money offshore. So, but three things usually happen. It's been well-documented when government gets more rapacious like this. Fight, flight, and fraud. Yeah. And and that's what you're going to see more of. The harder they push, there's always resistance. People are going to leave. The, the tax receipts will go down as a result of these types of actions. They yep. always do. You know, and uh, all these countries. Yeah, where do you go? 
Well, you don't even have to pick up and move, Ian. You just become a citizen of Liechtenstein or the Channel Islands or whatever it is you do. And then you live wherever you live and work doing whatever. You, and oftentimes these governments don't, surprisingly, don't take that much from immigrants. It's mm-hmm. amazing. They, um, yeah, they actually get, hand out welfare to immigrants. In many so, cases, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know why it is. I can't explain these things. I can't. I, I have no idea. Maybe it's because the wealthy do this and they own the politicians. You got me. I mean, is that why the wealthy want to make sure that uh, the corporations could donate to campaigns because many of them have given up their citizenship to the United States or Great Britain or, or wherever? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I would think that they uh, there are probably multiple reasons they want corporations be, uh, being able to donate to campaigns. I'm sure there are multiple reasons. It's just one of the, the many is what yeah. my uh, guess is. You know, if, if you're going, obviously you have to go where the money is in order to make money if you're going to do that. But, you know, many of these people are beyond making their money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. Let me let me finish the story. Tax evasion by the better off uh, is to be aggressively pursued in a 900 million pound drive, which will see the number of people targeted for tax checks rise from 5,000 a year to 150,000 people a year. That's I know a big that increase. It's an incredible increase. People who um, listen on the radio generally don't get um, numbers. 5,000, 150,000. Huge, huge, huge jump. What is that? Uh, 30 times? Yeah, Half of the lot. people paying... They're going to need a lot more bureaucrats for that. Of Either. course you do. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to make jobs. Half of the people paying the new 50, 50 pence top rate, a uh, 50% top rate of tax will have their tax affairs raked over by a dedicated team of investigators every team. year. A team, huh? <laughs> Get the, listen to this. 50% of top rate taxes will have their tax affairs raked over by a dedicated team of investigators every year. They're, every other year, you're going to be audited if you're rich in um, Great Britain. Goodbye. The parasites have taken over. Because you know as well as I do, audit. You, know, you can't get these tax forms right. These auditors are going to rake these people the You're find all kinds of problems. Coals. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line coming up also terror threat in France. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there free. We've got a lot of stuff, including listening options. You can listen via our uh, dial-up or broadband streams around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live, available 24-7 and free over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. If you like Taryn Lupo's history pieces on the LCL Report, then check out his new historical fiction novel. Pirates of the Savannah is an adventure novel about the birth of freedom in the Low Country. At its heart, it's a tale of prisoners, refugees, and society's casts off, all joining together to escape from government tyranny and discovering a path to liberty on the open seas. 
It's a gritty, vivid account of what life was like in the 1700s and is loaded with real, obscure historical events that nearly uh, the time nearly erased and buried. Taryn is doing an experiment in intellectual property and you can uh, and, and taking a risk by giving away the ebook completely free. You can check out the first three chapters now at piratesofsavannahbook.com. It's piratesofsavannahbook.com. All right, toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. Starting out with a little bit of international news and Wayne joining us here, uh, also you know, Mark in the studio tonight. But the story is out of the UK where they're saying they're going to take their investigations or what are essentially audits, uh, tax audits of people that live in the UK, of apparently the wealthiest people in the UK or some of the wealthiest people, the upper middle class they will be targeting. Not the wealthiest, but I would say the wealthiest of the middle class, probably. Right. Or even uh, the lowest of the wealthy. The yeah. people who it's the wealthy people that are less able to uh, insulate themselves from from these sorts of aggressions by the government. So they're picking on these folks, and they are increasing the amount of uh, audits from five thousand per year to one hundred and fifty thousand per year. And that means that, because we're just talking about the UK here, apparently, according to the story, that means that about 50, that's about 50% of the folks that are in that tax class. Per year. So that means every other right. year, you can ex- uh, those people can expect to be audited, plus more people in the, uh, you know, the, the lower tax brackets. I suspect they're, it's going to be, the more you make, the more often that happens. Don't forget the lie detector tests and <laughs> the, 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 yeah. the benefits that they're taking away from the small business. I don't know what benefits are. Are those just uh, essentially ways to avoid paying tax? Because I, if a benefit is a way to avoid paying tax, I'm for it. And if a, if a benefit is some kind of subsidy, I'm against it. You know, I just think that the market should figure out which businesses survive and don't. But the liberal Democrat sources say that the number of criminal prosecutions for this would increase fivefold. We're putting people okay. in prison, rich people, because we don't like them. That's the that's no, the we, idea. No, we need money, and these people are easy targets. That's what. But it's stupid. And who doesn't? <laughs> who likes the rich? Right. It's such a po- politically mm. popular move right. to essentially but what pander. These, these nimrods don't get is if you're rich, you don't have to sit around and put up with this crap. Well, you can also just shut down your business, and then and then the community suffers. Well, it, it, right. Admittedly, um, I, I don't know what. However, rich people will handle it is how they'll handle it. I suspect the people that are truly rich don't need don't aren't working you know they'll just go to some other country and say goodbye Mm -hmm. well it's like you said uh wayne there are different ways that people will handle this so what was it fight flight and And fraud and fight flight and fraud what do you mean by fraud well that would mean cheating uh now one man's frauds another man's tax avoidance obviously right it's not fraud when you're when you're avoiding giving money to a criminal enterprise but he didn't come up with the saying either yeah i didn't come up with the saying but that's that's what they what what has been said happened which i agree with Absolutely. At 800-259-9231, you can take control of the airwaves here, especially in the UK. We did have Jock uh, who called in, but unfortunately there was some phone trouble, so we we weren't able to get him on. Hopefully we'll hear back from him to get some perspective on exactly, uh, you know, how they're feeling about this, because this is awful. The tax crackdown will be undertaken by HM Revenue Customs, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, the beleaguered department which recently admitted getting the tax codes of millions of workers wrong. A team of investigators will be created to catch those hiding money offshore. 
they will use the benefit uh, benefits fraud model, which does include those uh, the use of lie detectors as a template for what action they can take. Voice recognition analysis, which picks up a caller whether a caller sounds nervous on the phone, could mm. be used to help uh, work out if someone is misleading tax inspectors. Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. How many people have been pulled over by the police? And have honestly believed they've done nothing wrong, but have been nervous about it. Mm-hmm. No doubt. These people are, they are scary. And waterboarding and, isn't far off. And it doesn't matter if, uh, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter what you think about how so-called law-abiding you might have been. What matters is their interpretation. And as you pointed out, these guys make mistakes. They just make it up as so they go. So they come in, they make mistakes when they're looking at their own rules. I mean, the IRS here in this country, when you call its, uh, its hotline, its customer hotline, to, uh, to ask them a question that is one of their top ten most asked questions, they get it wrong 40% of the time. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's an IRS audit of their own uh, system. Yes. As I recall. But these are the people that are, you know, these same people over in, in Europe. These are the same people that are, excuse me, the Great Britain. Um, they're the ones who are going to be conducting this. Right. So if they make a mistake and they accuse you of doing X, Y, or Z and you didn't do any of those things or they've just looked in the wrong place or they've confused something, then good luck because you're going to have to prove your innocence, which means hiring a lawyer and tax attorney and things like that. And it's very, very, it's got to be very stressful to be under a situation like that. And if you're a business that's on the edge where you're just getting by right now, it's, it's going to put you under. Oh, absolutely. That's the thing that they don't get about this is, you know, the people that, that hate the rich believe that anybody who runs a business is somehow, you know, making big bucks. And, they're and evil. it's just and they're not greedy. true. Yeah, the right. e- greedy businessmen. Uh, Wayne, you've got your own business doing compa- uh, computer stuff. I mean, uh, it's, we've got our own business here. I don't think anybody in this room's raking in fi- six figures. I mean, it's ridiculous. No. So many businesses, businesses in Great Britain, businesses in the United States, are just normal working people that are trying to to you know provide for their families and make a better life. Yeah, and some of those folks that are making um, big big money at business are doing it because. Well, it's not because they're evil. It's because they're providing a product or service that is valuable to the marketplace. And in order to provide that product or service, they've got to hire people. And so you put those people out of business, you're putting people out of work. You're putting people of less means out of a job. And how many of those people are going to take the flight aspect of this, uh, Wayne, that they are going to just pack it up and they're going to say, well... You know, I've I've done all right in my life, but I'm not just I'm just not going to deal with this. I'm closing up my business and I'm I'm leaving. Or they, or they might be forced to go on the dole and not support themselves anymore. Then the state has to support them. Let's uh, go to the phones here. Uh, unscreen caller on the amp lines. Hello there. It's Jock again. Hey, in Jock. Oxford. Thanks Hi. for calling back. What's Hi. on your mind tonight? <laughs> all right. Um, this uh, this 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 tax thing, of course, is aimed at uh, relatively wealthy people. Most people in Britain don't ever do a, an annual tax return. We get our tax taken out of our salaries by our employers, yeah? Mm-hmm. And uh, about two weeks ago, there were the, 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 our equivalent of the IRS, the Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, uh, announced that two years ago they had made a big mistake with the tax code. And, you know, millions of people will have to pay thousands of pounds tax. Um, oh, man. Can you tell me more in a moment? Hang on, Jock. We'll bring you back. Uh, from across the pond there in the U.K. at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Oops, we made a mistake. Now you get to pay us some of your money that you got back. Nice. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advanced work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. You will find a lot of stuff there, and it's all for free. Uh, You'll find our news updates. You can be kept in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live uh, via our updates. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on the various different delivery methods. You can get it via email, which is the best way to ensure you get everything. There's also Twitter and Facebook as well. So head over to news.freetalklive.com. How soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it to my son Jack all the time. It's kind of like Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. Its simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. You can go now to freemarketunderdog.com, see some samples there, order today. There's a 10% discount for Free Talk Live listeners with coupon code FTL. An Island Called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. All right, so uh, we're going to continue here we've got jock on the line in the uk we've been talking so far tonight about the tax crackdown that is expected out there that's going to hurt small business people that's you know they're, they're targeting people with a little bit of money uh not the billionaires but the people that are easier to go after and that of course is going to re, uh, result in those people shutting down their businesses and moving leaving the uk and uh, taking their taxes with them and because they're going to be coming in there every other year and auditing people, basically, is what I understood of the story you were sharing with us, Mark. And Jock is with lie us. Lie detectors, too. Oh, right. There's that. Even though lie detectors have, of course, been found to be completely uh, inaccurate. That and only matters when it's not you that's it's given to. Yeah, inadmissible in court. Well, that only matters when it is you that's given to. Uh, Jock, you're back with us here in the UK. And you were just telling us that there was some sort of a, a mix up with the uh, Her Majesty's Revenue Service. Uh, and yeah. that uh, that they found out they'd made a mistake, and now a bunch of people they're telling them they have to pay up after the fact. Yeah, so most so most people in Britain have their uh, taxes deducted from their salary. That you you get a code that you give to your employer, and your employer puts it in their computer and runs off the payroll, sends one big check to the revenue, and then gives out the the, the salaries with. That's uh, that's how they do it here, of course, uh, with the withholding, as they call it. Yeah. So most of us, if we only have one source of income, we n- we never do a, a tax return annually, for example. Wow. Um, but so so they they have made a mistake with several million of these, and there'll be some people who will be owed money, and then about twice as much money will be due back from people who have underpaid tax. And the spokes bureaucrat. This is the most. This is the funniest thing about it, or this, the most sinister thing about it, if you like. The spokes bureaucrat after the event suggested that how to how to avoid this problem in future would be if every employer, instead of paying their employees, sent all the money to HMRC every month, yeah. and HMRC worked out the deductions, and then 
whatever they let you keep, they would pay you. HMRC would send you your. So the tax office, the tax is the equivalent of the IRS over there. The Her Majesty's Revenue uh, Customs would essentially pay every single person in the country. Now that was a proposal. It didn't go anywhere, or what? What happened with that? that? well, rumor, rumors has it that, that there was somebody flying a kite to see how much outrage there would be. But mm. you never know. Jeez. You never know. Wow. Can you imagine the, the bureaucracy involved in getting your paycheck? <laughs> or or sometimes there's the occasional situation with a business where something will get screwed up and you've got to go and you talk to the accounts payable department or, or whatever, or payroll, and you've got to get them to iron it out. Or something messes up and you've got to get them yeah. to cut another check. And meanwhile, you your mortgage is due. Right, right, right. I mean, it's it's difficult yeah. enough as is, right? When you have to deal with something and like they, that, especially if you're somebody who lives on a you know week to week basis. Can you imagine having to get the government to make yeah. good and to show them, oh look, 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 no, you messed this up. Oh uh, yeah, well we'll investigate that. It'll only take six months for us to determine whether or not your claim is correct, or <laughs> something ludicrous and, like that. And these are the same people that leave laptops with details of 25 million people mm-hmm. on the back, uh, you know, on a, on a train seat and things like that. And uh, you know, it's just mad. I hope, mad. I really hope I mean, for all of you that that there's enough outrage and there's a lot of middle fingers flipping up in the air over there. Well, it hasn't. We haven't really seen it. You know, some of the some of the libertarian bloggers and things, yes, but but largely um, not not really. Right, they're targeting I mean, the rich, to... Wayne. I mean, the people are yeah. are taught to hate people that are rich, even though it's these people that are rich, and most of you know many rich people. Uh, they've made it themselves. They haven't necessarily inherited it. It's not like they're the uh, new rich uh, necessarily. Uh, in that new they're... rich are the people that have made it themselves. Oh, really? I'm yeah. sorry. What about what do you call the uh, the inherited rich. rich? The old rich, yeah. Well, those people don't, aren't usually as good at holding on to it because they didn't make it themselves. And right. See, this is the thing: is if people truly looked at the rich, because people believe that uh, you know that that somehow it's all the same families. But if you truly look at the the rich, you'll see that there's plenty of them blow their money and. Uh, you know their their descendants don't have any you know don't have the money or they They're, run the business into the ground divorces or like and it will cut mm-hmm. off legs of the family all kinds of things happen but in this country about Except 70 to 80 landowners here well, yeah, in, indeed. Yeah, in this country, about seventy to eighty percent of all jobs are created by small business, and you know I do a lot of huh. work for for businesses, both really large, medium, and small. And I can tell you that the small business uh, they they hire people, they usually keep the people for a long time if they work out well. And, and a lot of these companies, these small companies, are like families, but they've got to have cash mm-hmm. flow so that they can they can pay their employees. And I think I think there should be incentives to start your own business. Jack, Here anything else you want to share about- tonight? Yeah, just a, just a historical thing. Uh, only a few decades ago, when when you did uh, send a tax return to Her Majesty's Revenue, um, a, a different each different sheet, each different schedule of the tax return was dealt with by a different bureaucrat, so that awesome. no one civil servant would know the full total of your financial affairs. Wouldn't that be great? So <laughs> they used to have anyway. it to where you had to send in a return, and they changed that to where you don't. No, I mean, it was always, you know, largely, of course, you know, 50, 60 years ago, a lot of people were below the income tax threshold. So this was, this did tend to be people with investment income and Mm -hmm. earnings and landlords and and things like that. But each different schedule, each different type of income was dealt with by a different civil servant so that nobody would know the whole picture of a citizen's financial affairs. Jock, I want to thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800 259 9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. So 
I think that pretty much covers uh, the aspects of this. It's bad news, and they can always get away with this because they're targeting the so-called rich. And who's to say that it won't expand on beyond this? Who's, well, to, who's say? to say that that's not what the plan is entirely? I mean, you know, a, a good audit uh, every five or ten years will pow- will cow the population into uh, doing that much more when the government says, you know, jump, they'll jump. It's just so sad. And it's it's there. It's a big issue for people to to explain to them that the, the rich people aren't necessarily bad people. But it's so hard to do that because, well, they've got more than me. Indeed. And that's not fair. And that there's this pie and uh, they've got a bigger piece of the pie and that's not fair. And we need to have the government come in and distribute the pie evenly amongst everybody. But the thing they don't get is that the pie is unlimited. The pie continues to grow. As long as people are free to make choices and start businesses and create products and services and sure. add there's to the marketplace. There's obviously more wealth than there was in uh, you know, 1700, Is right? there obvious? I don't know if people understand what that means. They do if you, if you uh, frame it properly and you say, look, the pie is constantly growing. But some, some will uh, rebut that statement. But if you do say, look, isn't there a significantly more wealth if wealth is stuff and not Money, um, wealth is uh, you know things that you use that make your life uh, easier. Things that you use to produce things so that you can make money, so that you can buy things that make your life easier. Mm-hmm. If wealth is the the thing, your car, your house, your it's hot not just water things, heater, it's also peace of mind and uh, free time and well, things like well, that. Well, lower middle class people in this country and even some poor live better than the nobles of of two hundred years ago. Absolutely, sure, they, don't, they don't crap at a hole. They've got five TVs. Yeah, Air and cell phones and computers. Yeah, exactly. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airways and the idea that you'd ever be able to distribute evenly uh, the existing wealth. It's a fallacy. It, yeah. It's a fantasy. Yeah, and if you, you distributed it all evenly at one time, suddenly within a year, there'd be you know an, an uneven distribution again. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. You'll find a lot of features on our website, and you will find they're free. So head on over and enjoy those at freetalklive.com. And speaking of SACL CAI, perhaps you have a company that uh, needs to try something new in the area of collections. SACL CAI does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. Their banner's right there at the top of our banner column, so you can't miss it. So uh, we've been talking this hour about the this uh, tax crackdown that is planned over in the UK. They're going to be going after upper middle class, lower rich uh, kind of taxpayers. 
and they're going to be cracking down hard. They're going to be selling targeting. it to the public as going after the rich. Yeah, those people over there. Well, right, and uh, and that's what we've been talking about here. And Wayne, I know you had an additional comment you wanted to make about uh, wealth, perhaps comparing today where we've got so much as compared to uh, just a few decades ago or a hundred years ago. The the poor people, as you said, of a hundred years ago. Uh, excuse me, the rich people of a hundred years ago. Don't live as well as the poor people today, at least in this in this country. In many cases, in many areas. But the other problem is, is we we've had this dominant social theme kind of thrust upon us in the last few decades called uh, um, social justice. Social justice. social justice. And when you question somebody who kind of spouts that out, you know, say, well, what, what's the difference between justice and social justice? Uh, 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 the forced redistribution of wealth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And, and what that's implying is, is that you can guarantee equal outcomes. Which is impossible because there's varying levels of effort and talent involved in, in doing what you do for a living. What you can try to guarantee is equal opportunity, but outcomes you cannot ever guarantee. It's a fantasy to believe that. Well, who wants that? I mean, really? Do you want the guy who? Uh, uh, do you want the worst brain surgeon to be compensated as well as the best mm. brain surgeon? I mean, people, why are excel? you that stupid? What, why, what, where would your drive be to excel if not for getting some sort of compensation for your efforts? Absolutely. No, and where just... would the incentive be to get the hell out of the brain surgery business <laughs> if you were compensated the same as the guy who does it the best? Or and, the guy that takes out the garbage or something right, like that. Right. And not to say that, that, that compensation is the only motivation that people have. But compensation is a big one for a lot of people because sure you is. want to make a better life for yourself and your family. That's what that's the motivation of many people who start their own businesses. And and if you don't, uh, if you're not compensated better for for putting out that effort, then why get out of bed in the morning? You might as well just go on the dole like everybody else. Yeah, but if everybody goes on the dole, <laughs> you've got a problem because then no one's producing, right. and the government needs producers in order to take from in order to give to those people who are on the dole. And this tax increase in the U.K. or this uh, tax crackdown is going to result in an exodus. Uh, People are going to just throw up their hands in frustration, like a lot of people in New York City are doing. Uh, People leaving New York State and New York City because it's it's gotten too crazy for them. So 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. In other news, across, uh, again, also international news here, France is on alert for possible terrorism. After intelligence suggested that attackers might target a public gathering place, with one lead pointing to a female suicide bomber, say, counterterrorism officials. They told the Associated Press that authorities have been bracing for a possible attack last Thursday. Nothing unusual happened that day in France, but they aren't letting their guard down, the officials said, speaking on a condition of anonymity because of office policy. wonder what? That seems a little strange. Normally these people are more than happy to co- come out and... And be out in front of touting the police state. Here they, this guy's anonymous and saying that we're not going to back down. The scare came for five French workers or as five French workers and two African colleagues were kidnapped in Niger, part of the African turf of Al-Qaeda. In the I think East. you're supposed to say Niger now. Is that right? Niger? Niger. On uh, September 14th, there was a false <laughs> bomb alert at the Eiffel Tower. We had somebody call in about that, that there was... You know, they'd shut down the Eiffel Tower. They'd uh, they'd essentially climbed uh, climbed it and looked for looked for bombs. Of course, it was just a false uh, alert, basically. And now they're saying they're cracking down even further. In fact, some of the pictures for this story are particularly disturbing, with armed men carrying uh, machine guns, 
in fatigues, standing outside of museums and underneath the Eiffel Tower and just making things look like a real, honest-to-goodness, scary police state. That's... It's awful. I mean, you, you remember you remember what happened in the uh, the United States in the airports immediately after September 11th, where you had people in fatigues carrying automatic weapons in the airports, just standing around as though it's a banana republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what's happening over in France right now. It's scary stuff. It is. But but people will look at that and they'll say to themselves, "Oh boy, oh, thank We're safe goodness, now. yeah, boy, uh, that man carrying that machine gun sure is going to stop something terrible from happening." What? How is that going to do anything? It's all right. security these theater. Guys, these same guys are the ones that chased uh, our our co-host Sam around the airport in um, uh, Detroit for well, using they didn't have, a uh, video fatigue. camera. Right? Guys it wasn't. It wasn't. Ex- come on. Do you think they wouldn't have wore them if they had the opportunity? Do you think oh, that if right. the TSA was issued MP5s oh, and they uh, would carry them, th- sure. they would. They would love that stuff. These are the. I'm talking about the same mentality. Mm-hmm. The mentality of yes, sir. Follow an order, sir. Don't mind who I shoot. Don't care, sir. Yes, sir. First Just my came, job. First they came for the fake terrorists, and I didn't do anything. Interior Minister Bryce. Hoffix said Monday that the terrorist threat is real, and today our vigilance, therefore, is reinforced. Be scared. Be very scared. Speaking during a visit to the Seine-et-Marne region east of Paris, he did not elaborate on additional security measures being taken. Despite the warnings, he said France has not raised its terror alert level to scarlet, the highest (laughs) ranking. (laughs) Up from vermilion. Is that just skelly? (laughs) It remains at red, the second highest on the four-level scale. Armed guards have been assigned to the rector of the Grand Mosque of Paris, the prominent moderate Dalil Boubacour, since Friday because of a new threat, according to the mosque spokesman. The three guards are with him morning, noon, and evening, according to the spokesman, and uh, similar armed protection was also given to Boubacour, who is of Algerian origin, in 1997 when death threats were issued. The threats come in the form of fatwas, or Islamic judicial opinions, when Algeria was engulfed in a brutal Islamist insurgency that continues sporadically today. So, you know, there's, there's more to this, but uh, just to give you some example of, of what things are like overseas, the, the same terrorism scares are used there to control people. They are used there to, uh, to increase the, the, the size and the scope of the, the federal government and its enforcement level and the amount of presence that they have in the streets and, and the amount of acceptance that people have towards the idea of being eyeballed by people carrying machine guns while they're going about their business yep. walking around downtown. Just everyday life with uh, with soldiers among you and then what happens you know when they step up from there where is the next step once the soldiers are among you then what's the next step well people get afraid and then they start snitching out their neighbors they become incentives to do that oh that's that's definitely happening in force here in uh, in america and as has been pointed out the snitch programs become more popular in down economies because yeah. people are more likely to turn in their friends and their neighbors and their family members when they if, need the money. Right. Yeah. If, if it's about getting the bills paid. So you may love grandma, but uh, you might you might decide that uh, they need to know the, the IRS needs to know about her not uh, not paying income taxes or something like that. Or, or you know, her, her, she's got her grass growing too tall. So you need to snitch her out to the code enforcement department so they can come by and you'll get a fifty dollar reward for that. That stuff happens. 
people turning in family members and friends because of some usually, piddly crap award. Usually, reward. yeah, the, the award's there, but there's usually some kind of argument that goes on along in it. And, you know, that's <laughs> people remember that stuff once they've had an argument. Oh, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd learn his lesson if I did such and such. Mm-hmm. Or they turn in their boss for pirated software. There's all sorts Absolutely. of ways. Absolutely, especially once they uh, get fired. Yeah. So you can take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. And if you feel like it's a good thing for these troops to be in the streets, because that's what they are. They're, they're, They're militaristic police. I mean, they... They're they're in fatigues. They're they're carrying machine right, guns. <laughs> and the idea, if you think it's okay, I want to hear from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But the idea that some guy standing in front of the uh, you know the, the the museum in Paris is going to stop somebody from committing a terrorist strike is pretty ludicrous. They don't had you think? security guards at the nine eleven tower or the the, the World mm-hmm. Trade Center towers, it's, right? It's absurd. They died yeah. too. If somebody really wants to do that, they're going to do it. They're just going to maybe take extra measures, but they're going to do it, especially if they're suicide. Right. Terrorists. You just drive the truck, the box truck up, and set the bomb off. I mean, they're not stopping anybody. They're just they're just increasing the police state. That's all. That's all this is. It's all just an excuse. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, but you'll put up with it, won't you? Get out of fear. Most of you. And the, the ones that are sick and tired of it really should look at the Free State Project. We'll tell you more about that coming up at uh, freestateproject.org. This is Free Talk Live. Hour two's on the way. You take control of the airwaves. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Coming up here uh, tonight, we just talked to you about how in France there's more security theater as men in fatigues. It's dangerous security theater, but uh, men in fatigues and machine guns are being placed around this uh, city of Paris and other places to guard against potential terrorism, as though it's going to actually do anything. We talked about that, but a, there's actually a story out of Chicago where the police have, uh, the feds have allegedly caught one. Another one of these so-called mad bombers that uh, they're so busily protecting us from. We'll give you some of the details on uh, what that's all about. It's, it's well, as you might imagine, not all it's cracked up to be. But we will first go to your phone calls, and you can take control of the airwaves. By the way, joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Right to the phones and the fun. Regina is on the line in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Regina. Hi. Uh, 
I congratulations on your information. I'm glad I got in. Okay. I uh, wanted to know if you people are following what happened to Daniel chapter one today. Are you familiar with that uh, ministry that's involved with natural health and they yes. uh, have that, been being? Pardon me. I've heard of them. They're uh, they're they've got a radio show or something like they that. Were they're rated. pushing. Rated by the feds. Was the feds or, or, the, or the local uh, uh, law enforcement? Okay, local law enforcement. The, it's one of the uh, many FDA. kind of infomercial radio shows out there where they're just constantly pushing products, right? Well, they also give people, um, you know, wisdom about how to deal with things. And, you know, I don't call them just pushing products. I mean, they basically uh, have been shut down and told they no longer can talk. And so hmm. um, they... They went to a court trial last week. Uh, they have a constitutional lawyer that you know went with them and has been supporting them. But since then, they've been they were threatened with fines for every day that they speak on the radio. This could happen to anybody that talks about you know the products, how they help with cancer and things like that. So they were doing it in a different manner, letting some of the people that have had had you know been able to be helped by this talk on the radio, respond to people who had questions. I mean, the alternative is the medical model, and we know what that's all about. And so um, they, when they did their first uh, hearing down in Washington, D.C., they had people that actually showed up, left their jobs or, you know, their homes, spent their own money to get there, and they weren't even allowed to testify for Daniel Chapter 1. They had guards taking them to different, uh, even if they had to go to the bathroom, they had armed guards taking them to the bathroom. Uh, they they, uh, then they got another hearing. Uh, this was something they wouldn't sign. There were like 140 different uh, natural health companies that went ahead and signed something to give up their database, data list or something of uh, subscribers, and they refused to do that. So they're like on the hot seat with the uh, FTC. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a shame. Uh, what you're if what you're saying is happening is is what's happened. I have no reason to disbelieve you that these folks would be targeted like that. I think that anybody should be free to make whatever claims they want to, and then that uh, the buyers should beware. I mean, if uh, I don't know if their products are, are good or what. Um, I, it, people have their testimonials, and that's worth something. But I, I think that uh, the idea that there should be this monopolistic agency out there shutting down everybody who hasn't asked their permission to uh, to speak is pretty outrageous. I believe it's Daniel Chapter One Freedom dot com. They have a website if you want to look into it. AccentRadio dot com, and okay. uh, you may even want to try to get them on. They're a real humble couple uh, that uh, we hear up here on a local. Uh, AM station. That's how I get introduced to them. And people, like I said, do call in with their testimony of how they've been helped by the product. Uh, the FTC sure, sure. and obviously that's the FDA. It's, it's their show is, is based around pushing these uh, their line of, uh, of yeah, products. Yeah. So that's what they're going to do. Yeah, that, that's part of the dilemma they have is that if they're pushing their own products, it's harder to appear non-biased. However, there was also a story of a, a fellow who was selling an anti-cancer remedy who actually moved to Ecuador. And was selling it online, and the and the uh, feds actually went to Ecuador and kidnapped him. Wow! And brought him back to the United States and threw him in jail. So he went there thinking he would be able to escape their their grasp, basically. Yes, exactly. Hey, thank you uh, for the call tonight, Regina. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, the, that that show has kind of a. Uh, questionable feel for me not that i've ever heard it but I mean, they're, they're named after a bible verse and uh, and you go to their website and right right out the gate you're there's products 
that are in your face. It doesn't sound like the most entertaining radio to me, but uh, hey, to each their I own. I think I have heard this show, and and if so, I I found it to be you know some of sort of had a uh, like I believed some of the things that they were saying, but you know it doesn't matter. It you you should be able to get on the radio and talk about whatever you want to talk about. You know, if you're making claims for your product and your product uh, doesn't live up to its claims, I think that's fraud, and I mm. think that people sh- people individuals who have to pay if they lose should be able to take you to court and uh you know enough of these rulings and pretty soon people nobody's going to buy from you yeah that's right well i'm actually on their website right now i'm looking at some of their products and some of them look pretty decent but you can't always go by the ingredients because it depends on how the herbs were processed you know where they were grown Does that, yeah, and, and there's a lot sure. of factors there to determine if they're how the potency and the potency might be not even consistent it it really takes a very um uh, a company that really knows what they're doing. I don't know if the these people do, but the products actually look decent from what I can see. Let's continue here. But there's you know there's a lot of uh natural remedies out there and as you're saying, which ones do some you work, which some ones don't. do you Well, choose? you have to try them and see how they feel in your body and see if they work. It's not a big it's not a big investment in most cases. I wonder bucks. if they're going to let people on their radio show who didn't have a positive experience. It's better than dying from from uh, pharmaceutical. Sure, sure. But you know what I'm saying? Where <laughs> yeah. like they're taking phone calls from people, all talking about how great their product is. Is anybody allowed to get on? Uh, you know, when Merck buys a 30 second spot on uh, the, the television, are they allowed to get on there and talk about how their the drug killed their grandmother? Because no, more not. people die from prescription drugs uh, every yep. year that are pres- that that they're taking according to the prescription than uh, any of these natural remedies ever. Than, yeah. than illegal drugs. As yeah, a matter yeah. Of fact. The, the the interactions from from naturals. Uh, uh, remedies is is minimal and and the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't work whereas uh, you know what happens with with the other medicine let's continue here uh, with your thoughts about what you want robin is listening in ontario you're on free talk live hello robin robin in ontario hey you're on the air what's on your mind well i want to tell you a little bit about my uh, recent trip to uh, new hampshire but first interesting story out of edmonton where a police constable was in a hearing and he was found to have um, c- committed two counts of discreditable conduct by drinking and driving and then later lying about it. And the only thing that has happened to him is that uh, he was reduced in rank for two years. So he's lost about 30000 in income, but he wasn't fired. It's good to be uh, in the gang, huh? And uh, the uh, Edmonton Police Associ- Association president is saying that, you know, what, what, it, what did happen was too harsh. Yeah. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous. Too much. Yeah. Anyway, I had occasion to, occasion to be a tourist in uh, New Hampshire this summer. And oh, wow. Okay. I don't know that you guys uh, really give, um, talk about how beautiful your state is enough. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful places out there. It's gorgeous. Yeah, and indeed it is. Mm. But it's also, uh, you know, for one, we're city slickers, right? And so the, the, you know, some people like trees and and you know topography more than others. Sometimes when it's like leaf peeper season, uh, when the the leaves are changing here, it'll totally take my breath away. It'll catch me by surprise. But I I've never been the kind of guy that says, "Wow." This is amazingly beautiful. I've I've always been the kind of guy who wants to be surrounded by buildings and things like that. Well, and, I understand. Well, let, let me tell everybody. Okay, please it's do. Really, a gorgeous state. I was out in, in Portsmouth on the on the coast, and what a pleasant place to visit. Friendly, friendly people. Uh, very economical as far as a tourist is concerned, as, as far as costs. Oh, it was a pleasure. I, I'd I'd love to move there. 
Well, fantastic. Uh, great uh, great reason to go to freestateproject.org and, and get signed up. When I look at uh, places, I, I think a lot of places are very pretty in, in different ways. I, I certainly believe that New Hampshire is a, is a pretty place to live, but is it that much more beautiful than Vermont? Uh, I, I doubt it. No, no, but you see, I, I, I drove there through upper state New York, mm-hmm. and um, a, a lot of it's, it's certainly more gorgeous than upper state New York. Indeed. Really? Why? Oh, just the the, the different. Um, I, I, maybe I'm a trees and, and lake type of person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's a lot of lakes in Upper State New York. But I just found that uh, your state was gorgeous. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. For me, the uh, big attraction is the people, uh, the liberty-loving people that are making the move here as part of the Free State Project. And I would have moved to Alaska with those folks too if, if Alaska had been chosen. And I thank you for the call tonight. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed your visit. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts. All free at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. You'll find features there for free, including our archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're yours. On the front page, you go back uh, for the last week, and then if you click to the archive section, that takes you back to the very end of 2006. All free. And courtesy of HostGator. That's right, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. That's the portal that we've set up for you to get your first month completely free of web hosting. They're from HostGator. They are a worldwide leader in web hosting. They can make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name, whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website. They've got free site builder tools and templates right there to make it easy for you at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. All right, so we are going to continue taking your phone calls. Let's talk to John in California. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. I've been listening to the show for a couple of weeks, and I like it. Thanks, John. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I just confused. Last week, you were t- uh, someone called in, and they mentioned the uh, the name Alex Jones, and you said that he's an angry man and you know, should stay away from him, as if anger in itself is an unacceptable state of mind. Uh, I don't understand uh, why why you would say that. I don't understand the strategy behind it. You know? uh, well, I don't think that anger is unacceptable. I just don't think it's healthy. I don't think that... Um, I, 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 wasn't, I did not hear that. I don't recall having heard that, but you, I don't think you've we heard would me say that about Alex Jones before. recommend staying away from Alex Jones. I think we would recommend people staying away from being angry. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, that, that makes sense to me, but I, I, you, know, you, you told the person, you know, I, I would stay away from him because he's an angry person. I just don't understand why. Someone who's just reacting to... Some, someone who perceives their liberties being taken away from uh, reacting in an in angry way, why should you would turn someone away? If well, I anger think is a very natural I think that, function. Right. I think that anger uh, can, can spread. I think that uh, people can be influenced to well, what's, be what's more angry. What's wrong with uh, someone being angry or 
or anger I think it's unhealthy. I think I think it's it's, it's, it's healthy, not healthy in what way? It can be used in a positive way. You know, remember the bumper sticker that says if you're not outraged, not paying attention. Yeah, but the, <laughs> what, when I used to feel anger, and this is sort of where the, I suppose where the advice is coming from, and I I don't remember this at all. So I'm I'm, I'm you don't treading. ever recall me saying that. And Alex Jones tends to be angry. I know Alex Jones tends to be angry. He'll yeah. even advocate anger as a method. Yeah. However, I wouldn't tell somebody that they shouldn't listen to Alex Jones. What I would say that is if you're angry and mostly your anger anger is going to result in impotence because there's nothing you can do with your anger and this is how it well, was. I think anger is a great motivator sometimes. For what? What are you going to get motivated to do? No, you're motivated to take action and maybe like? uh, have people vote on something a certain way. It motivates people to uh, to do things like that, I think. Yeah, I think that when it comes down to the voting thing, um, generally, if you're in some place where you're feeling angry, and for me, geographically, when I was in Sarasota, Florida, I felt angry, and there was a reason, because I, I was never going to have any success. If I got with the Libertarian Party or whatever, and we passed out some videos and, and tried to get uh, some particular issue voted on or whatever... We'd be taking one step forward while the politicians took ten steps the other direction. And so there was there's no opportunity. I can and you're gonna just totally be that much more angry because by the time you're done with it, you've managed to spend a year and a half of your life getting whatever it is that you were hoping to get voted on, voted on. So are you saying when someone takes your liberties away, you won't be angry and you will just be blase or indifferent about it? I think that it's a, I think it's a position that you need to move through and it's uh, you know it's my advice that i understand where you're coming from i've been angry but it's a position that you need so to move through right not a position that to you stay need to in stay and in. to ruminate on and, and one to thing focus alex, on alex jones said when i was on the air with him and i i don't listen to his show that much quite honestly i've got things to do during the day and um same uh, here i don't listen to the show that much either right so when uh what he has said is essentially get angry be angry and use your anger. And I just disagree. I think that that's what Darth Vader was saying to Luke is, yes, Luke, use your mm. anger. And no, man, I I'm Yoda sitting here telling you that you, <laughs> that you need to be calm, you need to be logical, and if you're angry, running well, around... Well, you, you, you can be logical and be angry. I suppose, but I think you need I to set your, your anger aside in order I to do that. I think you can. Well, okay, you know, well, you go I ahead. Think and what anger results in? Here's what it was for me: is anger would result in I, what I need to do. What what a person who really believes in liberty needs to do is at some point Arm when, up. They, when they've when they've had enough, they need to get themselves some guns, concealed carry, and when you get a chance to shoot a cop when nobody's looking, plug them. Plug no, a bureaucrat think, uh, any chance you get. No. I think that's I'm what it leads you know, to. If, I agree if, with if where it goes. Think, if you think anger has that, uh, uh, you have that reaction towards ha uh, anger, then I guess you, you shouldn't be angry. Indeed. But I think there's yeah. other people who get angry and they wouldn't do something like that. They just use okay. anger. That's great. Example, if you think that anger is a great feeling, if you think anger is a great feeling and you really think it's I useful, think it's a great then, then you should embrace it then. Uh, but I don't think it's a great feeling. I think it's a plethora of feelings that people have when they react to certain things. I don't think one feeling or one state of mind is better than another one. I think they're, I think they're, yes, absolutely. I, I think a state of mind of love and forgiveness is absolutely better than a state of mind of, of anger. Respect. There is time for love and, and, and things like that, but there's also times that it's appropriate for a human being to be angry at something. I'm sure. not saying it's inappropriate for you to get angry. I'm just saying, as I agree I with Mark. I stayed angry. 
Like the, the, you see the the result the the way the government's working and and you you see all the uh, the growth of government you can't if you're if you get angry about it all you can really do is stay angry and then you come up with these solutions that have no Are anger based yeah they're they're anger based solutions and when you like have anger based solutions like at killing. some point or another you're going to use them take a look at the guy who well blew, there's lots of killers who are not angry when they kill someone the, uh, no, take I a look at the guy who flew sense. his airplane into the IRS building his little his little airplane do you think he was uh, working from uh, sort of a a patriot-based anger, uh, uh, you know, paradigm? Well, judging from what you said, you can't be logical if you're angry, so how was he logical enough to be able to fly that into a building? I'm not, look, man. We didn't say that. That's ludicrous. You don't think a man can get in his plane and say, you know what? I'm yeah, I do. Crap. I'm going to blow up those IRS people, uh, and I'm going to get in my uh, plane, start I the do. engine, that, and fly That's why I said you can be angry and be logical, and I think that he was very probably angry. But I, I wasn't there, and I didn't know his state of mind, so I would be talking about fantasy there. But um, there's there's lots of people who get angry and don't do things like that. They get angry mm-hmm. about people in Congress. Are sure, sure. Whether or not, whether something. or not, Let him give, he's trying to give a solution here. Get angry and do what? Uh, that's what I want to hear. Oh, get get angry and make a change in in the world. Uh, you know, people do, in do the it. Congress get angry all the time and talk about things that they're discontent about, Please and do they it. use that anger in Congress to. Uh, Bring up a, a new bill to make a new change for something. Please I use your a- anger, anger in and, that way is great. I, yeah, yeah. Please use your anger. Um, you know, see how if, it works for you. Yeah, uh, if, what, if, I, I don't think anger should be used to uh, to uh, to do things that are criminal. Because then that would be uh, something that belongs in the realm well, of criminal. Going to Congress is criminal, not of, not of anger. Being being in Congress is criminal. Just well, saying, your example I, some not so great. There. Say that, yeah. Look, if <laughs> if, if you feel is, like is anger is Illinois. so great. By all means, you you embrace it deep in your heart and and be as angry as you want to be if that's what no, you I think makes you think feel it should, good. It should be uh, it should be uh, uh, you know it's it's not something that you should put down. It's something. That, oh, I will continue to put, oh, it, down put it down because I've a, been through it. Terrible. I've been through it and I've been there and I've been exactly where Mark is planning. You know, uh, blowing, thinking about blowing things up. Uh, you well, know, that, thinking that, about that's killing your mind. Killing when people. You're angry. Uh-huh. Not yeah, I'm sure there are plenty that. of people who who don't you, go there, right? Wait, wait a second. Are you saying so that, are, uh, are you saying that we should arrest people who are angry? No. I didn't say that. No. no. What are you talking no. about? Are you well, saying you that, that in uh, your uh, anger? When, when you, wait, wait, wait. You got you your question. Said, you got your question. Are you saying in your anger you've never considered harming a bureaucrat? No, I, absolutely not. Hmm. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. your anger works for you. Good luck. Uh, thanks yeah. for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Whether or not you're thinking about violence, I think it eats you up on the inside. Yeah. And yeah. it hurts you. And I know you wanted to jump in on this, Wayne. More come up. It's Free Talk Live. Anger? Bad stuff. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, and you can join us online and enjoy the features that we have there for you, including the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. We uh, just talked a moment ago. We're going to continue with your calls in, a, in just a bit, but just want to continue a little bit more discussing anger because I think it's very important. Same here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a gentleman call in to call us out. How dare you say that this other talk show host uh, who's uh, advocating advocating anger uh, as a something that people should embrace is doing a bad thing? 
and I think that it's a really bad idea to uh, to right. I don't wallow. Think it's a bad thing. Well, I think we don't even know really in what context he 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 heard what he wanted to hear. I mean, I I didn't hear. I've never heard Alex say that. I, I don't listen to him that much, but I, I check in on his show here and there. And the guy has a shtick. He has a a way of communicating that some people identify with. You know, he does tend to try to get his ducks in a row and document what he's saying. But what he does is he stirs up outrage in people uh, to to take action. And I understand that method does work for a lot of people, especially people that are on the couch. However, uh, anger is really an initial reaction of uh, protection. It's either it's either covering up hurt or fear. So what you have to work through when you feel angry about something, I think, is you have to say, okay, where is the fear here? Why am I angry? What do I fear? Or why am I hurt? Did this person hurt me? That's why I'm angry. And when you can work through that, then you can come to a constructive place. But uh, you got to get through the fear. But you got to get out of it, right? I mean, you're, like you're saying, outrage is a t- is more of a temporary status. If you yeah. stay outraged, you're going to tear yourself up inside. You're going to get you ulcers. Stay, you're yeah, going to get... stay in it, and that's why Alex has has really runs the risk of having a heart attack in the next five years if he keeps going the way he's going. Right. Look, I got oh, nothing like... against Alex Jones. Right. I've, it, I've it, talked just, to him. The uh... anger that I'm upset with, the anger that I'm not uh, looking for in this world, the anger that I speak out against is my own. You, if yeah. your anger works for you and you want to live like that, that's fine. The anger that upsets me is my own. Yeah. And yeah. I can tell you, once I got a hold of the ideas of liberty, I was, I was already at a low level of anger. I probably, to some extent, an angry guy. Um, I certainly have uh, a temper issues, and there's no doubt about that. But, uh, you know, once I started getting the ideas of liberty, I see the initiations of force all across societal levels mm-hmm. from the top on down, how the government essentially votes, uh, how people use the government to vote in stealing and, and harm against their neighbors. Innocent I was people, yeah. outraged. And how does that make you feel? Mark? Right. It makes me feel darn mad, well, like killing mad. But what's mad. underneath it? It's usually fear. Because, of course it yeah, is. These right. people are dangerous. Right. I mean, so, but that's what you have to get through, really. The core emotion is the fear. And that's what you have to get past to well, the, think rationally. I think that, well, and rationally, the, the fear is an extraordinarily rational emotion because yeah. they can come after you at any time for anything. You see how they're going after other people. You're outraged by it. And, and you know you can be me, next. The only thing that worked, and uh, you know, I got lucky. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I stumble across uh, solutions as opposed to finding them so many times in life. When I moved up here to the Free State Project and I see people doing stuff for liberty, I see the ball getting rolling. I see mm-hmm. politicians, uh, li- you know, people that believe in liberty being el- elected to political you positions. You found some hope. Right. There's hope. And once, because there wasn't any in Sarasota, Florida, and I suspect there isn't any in most places, and people are trying to create hope for themselves. And, you know, I'm all for that, whether it's false hope or real hope. But if all you can hope for is to take out more of them than they take you out in some sort of final blast of fury. They're kind of ready for that. It's not really. That's what they do, you know. Fear is is a normal. I'm sorry. Anger is a normal human reaction. So is fear. Sure it is. But anger is something that if you hold it in. It's very, very counterproductive. So you have to always find constructive ways of purging anger from your your body and spirit. And and you know I, I found constructive ways exercise. Um, just sometimes, just you know, yelling into a pillow, whatever it might be, taking a moment. I don't think calming, that works. Breathing, calming whatever down, whatever it might, however it works for you. I've had my methods, and, and you can develop yours, but you can't let it get to you. You have to work through it quickly. Right, which is why I think a message of focusing on anger is a dangerous message. And that's what my understanding. I'm like Mark. I don't listen to Alex Jones's show. But we but, were on the show, and I think he said to to us, as I, I recall, he did. You got to get angry. Yeah, basically, 
Lee, to some extent, was, you know, anger is your choice of weapon. And all I can hear is the Emperor. I, I said Darth Vader, but I think it was really the Emperor from Star Wars saying, use your anger, Luke. Use your anger. <laughs> when you use yeah. your anger, you come to the dark side. That's yeah. a terrible Emperor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but in fact, that's what, you know, I believe that's true. Yeah, and I it's mean, not to say that Alex Jones is uh, doing something that is purposefully trying to lead people down the wrong path. I think that's what he truly believes. That's what he he embraces. And, and you said, Wayne, he's got this personality and he's he's very, uh, th- that's just how he is. He and when, when I was on the phone with him. When, it's yeah. not even shtick. When I was on the phone with him, he was blowing up and, you yeah. know, yeah. And he likes to it. rant. Yeah. But, but people, I mean, that's, it, but I mean, there's off entertain, the air. but there's entertainment yeah. value in that too. Oh, no, I'm, 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 yeah. not, I'm not denying that. I'm not saying that the guy's not entertaining. Obviously, people are entertained by him. He's got a very popular program. Um, but that doesn't mean that entertaining is positive for, for you. That uh, Michael that, Savage has a lot of people that listen to him, too. I wouldn't want to live angry guy. one of their lives. And uh, he is an angry man. In fact, there's a post over at the Radio Info Forums, which is a uh, kind of an industry forum thing where radio geeks and, and uh, fans of radio kind of hang out and discuss things. And, and somebody mentioned that, I guess, even old Michael Savage has been saying on the air that he's been too angry and he needs to calm down. Uh, because it's not good for you. It's not. Now, I agree with you, Wayne, where you say that uh, this outrage is more of a temporary anger, where it's just a burst of anger, and then you move, back, action. You move back out of it. And yeah, it gets uh, you off the couch. But I can tell you that the, the few times, the, the, the couple times that I really felt angry and outraged in the last couple of years when I've, when I've actively moved my thinking away from negative stuff, when I've actively tried, uh, you know, worked on being less uh, upset and angry about things and trying to embrace uh, forgiveness for the aggressors and love toward the aggressors, it's a challenging thing for me. And so there was one time when uh, a particular – I was aggressed against by an EMT here in town who, ran, who came up to me and snatched my cell phone out of my hands as I was recording video in a public place, out, outdoors in a public place. He snatches my cell phone away, and I yelled. I cursed, and I was very upset about that. I would and, love to see that. And later on, there's video oh, of it, freekeen.com. <laughs> Uh, but uh, later on, I, I, I calmed down relatively quickly, and I looked back, and I was embarrassed about what I did. And, uh, and I apologized, and I you know, wrote th- that I forgave him, and, and I you know, wrote Which a blog doesn't post sound about condescending that. at all. Well, how are you supposed to forgive somebody without fe- – I don't understand that, Mark. Do you not want to forgive the aggressors? <laughs> if, um, if you forgive somebody before they want to be forgiven, before they've asked for your forgiveness – He will never ask for the forgiveness. It just sounds condescending. He won't ask for the forgiveness. Yeah. I mean that's just – He doesn't think it. he was wrong. He okay. wants if, – if, if you want to come to a place where he's going to possibly ask for forgiveness, you need to apologize first. That's all. Apologize for what? That's see. That's the point. Like there's still that level, that nugget of indignation. And I don't know. Well, I was standing in a public place recording. I'm not going to re- apologize for just, recording a public. Official. I only said it sounded condescending, Ian. Yeah. I didn't say you were wrong. I don't care. Right? right. I don't care how that how that sounds because you know he stole something from me. And anyway, my point being that I was outraged and upset about that. And later on, I, I felt I felt bad 
Um, and I don't think that I don't know if even that outrage was was any in any way positive. Wayne, I mean, you were saying it was a motivator. It can be a it, motivator. It can be, but, but it depends. In a situation, maybe quiet outrage where you where like where where for instance we read pretty outrageous things on the air here about some of the things that governments are doing around the the sure. world. And if you're sitting listening to the show, you could be outraged, but no one's going to know about it, right? That you're not going to be outraged and also do something that could embarrass you. That maybe is a more uh, well, useful. Don't, don't form. you ever drive around your car and you listen the radio and some politician is is either doing a commercial or, or they quote a politician they show a, they play a clip and and sometimes i just yell at the radio i just get it out you know but some people hold it in mm-hmm. and then they might they might um go home and yell at their wife or their kids and, That's no and the kids don't even know what it's about you know there's a lot of different ways people manifest anger if they don't deal with it properly um i gotta say wayne the the, the science says that uh that letting the anger out by doing something angry, punching a pillow or, or yelling in the woods or anything like that, only really magnifies the uh, the motion. So I, I'm I personally have decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw on that peaceful place, the one that I found for me, and that's how I'm gonna deal with mine. All right, there's more coming up here at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up what you want. It's free talk live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and you'll find that the features on the site are free. So head on over, enjoy those, get interactive. And if you like the show and you want to help support the uh, Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show and get on more radio stations around the country and bring more internet listeners on board as well. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com and you'll get perks as well, including uh, the access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Go get the details and get signed up with any major credit card, uh, PayPal, or some alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about anger, and it uh, was brought up by a caller who was suggesting that uh, we'd been talking about another talk show host out there who tends to advocate uh, anger as a as a solution as as something to uh, to motivate people motivating and, tool yeah and I don't deny that being angry can uh, can maybe motivate somebody and I I would hope that it would be a phase for people that that it would be a quick phase that they would get into and and get out of and be encouraged to get out of but I don't know if this particular host is in any way encouraging people to leave that stage I think it's uh, it was a stage for me for sure. And I don't want to be back in right. that place. And I, I, I would say that at some point on this show in the in you know years past that if we didn't advocate anger, we certainly were angry on and the air, propagated, yeah. and anger. our solutions were anger based. And I, I'm not the same person that I was. Then. I'm not interested in it. And I wouldn't recommend people listen to a show that is focused on anger because I know somebody. There's a friend of mine up here in uh, in New Hampshire who 
it's it's my understanding um, became more angry in life after having started listening to uh, to a show like that, and he still listens to it, and and I. I think that he'd be better off if he didn't. But, you know, it's not my life. I can't tell him what to do. And just I sure, I've shared with him how I feel about it and, and how I think that that particular viewpoint is is detrimental to one's outlook on things and, and one's personal sanity and health. And I just don't I don't support it. Let's go to your thoughts uh, and uh, your calls. David is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. David, New Hampshire. Go in once. Do we Hi. Have, hey, David. You guys are 100% right. A person needs to dispense with anger and try to get rid of it. I I occasionally fly off the handle. Like when I'm riding down the street on my bicycle and some, some bozo yells stuff out the window at me, quite often I'll just snap and chase after them <laughs> on my bicycle. I'll go straight after them and I'll go right up to their window if they stop and I'm able to catch them. And I'll just like, you know, just like. You got something to say to me, pal? This sounds like, like you know, and I really need to stop doing that. Right? What's That's that going to lead to? It's going to lead to a fight. Exactly. Well, something. Usually they back down because I'm in such a state. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you're on your bike. This, this, <laughs> this sounds like crazy. Some, this sounds like something out of a Pee Wee Herman movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I, that's one thing. The other thing is like for angry? me, most of it so. is yes. it comes from. Um, injustice. It's it's if yeah. there's an injustice done, like in that instance for me, it was like. It was wrong for him to do that. I'm not even thinking about sure. me. But it's just injustice that that he would do that, or, or it could go to a bigger scale on the, on the issues you get of the day that you guys talk about. Sure, but there's no end to the injustices, right? So if you exactly. focus on that a lot, then uh, you'll just constantly be angry, and I don't think that's a positive thing at all. I don't. It's I've not. never found anger to be beneficial to me it's when I'm nothing looking but, back. It's nothing but detrimental and, and, and kind of a cancerous thing. The best, Absolutely. It's, it's like our, our president, he doesn't get pissed off. Oh, should I have not said That's that word? Right. You, you but, um, but he doesn't. He's methodical. I'm not saying he's right or wrong in anything he does, but it's better to just have a plan and know, you know, all right, th- this was not cool. I have a plan. I'm going to stick with my plan, and this is how we're going to attack it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if you're Especially planning you from a place of anger versus planning from a place of love, then you're going to come up with a different plan, aren't you? Exactly. And I'm not saying sure. certainly uh, Obama does not plan from a place of love. That's uh, <laughs> that's for sure. But, but he's Polit- logical. Politicians do not uh, come from a place of love. They come from a, a place of uh, conflict and. Well, I think you can come from a place of love. You could just be misdirected. I mean, don't you do you do you not believe that people that spank their kids um, could be doing trying to do that out of love? Yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, and you know what? There are people who get angry because they're protectors by nature, and they're and they're protecting their family. They're protecting the innocent. And I think again that, that sometimes anger can be used constructively because it is a normal reaction if it comes up. But it's how you deal with it uh, and how you yeah. dispense of it that really matters. Yeah, a friend of mine has a phrase, I before E, which means intellect before emotion. Mm. And, 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 and anger is like an emotion. And when you're in an emotional state, you're not being rational. Not as likely. Uh, you're not, yeah, you're not as likely to be rational. You're going to make mistakes, and then you might regret those uh, later on down the line. David, thanks for the thoughts. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231 as we continue. Andrew is in California, and Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Wayne, and Mark. Hello. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, hi. I just had a little uh, revelation uh, two weeks back. Um, <clears throat> two weeks ago, I got a job. Uh, going door-to-door 
for a local city councilman's uh, campaign to basically stop the sales tax uh, from being raised here in San Diego. And um, basically what I'm trying to get at is how do you feel about voting at least state and locally uh, as the anarchists possibly to prevent such things as, uh, you know, tax raises, I think we had a lengthy discussion about this uh, on the show last week. I would recommend you to that. I don't remember which night it was. It might have been – I think Sean was on the show, so it might have been Thursday night. We had a lengthy discussion about voting, and uh, I'm not going to get into an hour-long discussion as we did that night. But essentially, no, I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with with participating in that system. I think that it's one of the few – methods of uh, signals that you can send to the government that allows them to possibly change how they do things. I don't think it's very bloody likely uh, that much is going to change. Certainly out in California, it's less likely uh, than here in New Hampshire because the, you know, the, the, the districts are smaller here. You can have a little bit more of an effect here per dollar spent, per hour spent on doing politics. I think that federal voting is entirely pointless. I think that local voting is has a little bit more of a point to it. And I think that anything that is peaceful, and some people are going to argue that, well, voting is violence. And I think that's a re, I think that's a real stretch, and it's 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 actually seems kind of ludicrous uh, the idea that somebody going in to attempt to reduce the amount of harm that's being done to people that the idea that by participating in that system in the first place is somehow uh, a violent act or an endorsement of the violent system is is really silly and I so I don't have any objection to it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, let's just be honest. You know, the state's not going to disappear. Uh, tomorrow, you know, or by the time no. voting... It's not going to disappear, well, and... Honesty uh, is a practical stance. The people that uh, ad- advocate not voting aren't talking about a practical stance. They're talking about a moral stance. So they really don't care what works. They only care what they believe is but, right. But there's nothing immoral about about participating. Agreed. I agree with you. I'm just saying that that's not, the, that's not where they're coming from. Unless you're voting for something that is explicitly wrong. Like if you're voting for a tax increase or you're voting for a candidate who's right. advocating killing Owning a people. handgun, using a handgun isn't necessarily right or wrong. It's how you use the handgun. And the government is a tool of violence, just like a handgun is. You can use a handgun to protect people. You can use a handgun to harm people. But the government isn't going to go away if people don't vote. There are, there are elections that prove that. What needs to change is people's acceptance of the idea that government is legitimate in the first place. And voting doesn't change that. Whether or not someone votes doesn't change whether or not they continue to pay taxes or they continue to obey the various different regulations and controls that the government people would put down upon them. So if you can change people's minds about non-cooperation, for instance, if you can change people's minds about the legitimacy of the state and the whole idea of having the state, then eventually voting won't matter anymore. If enough people are non-cooperating and enough people don't see the state as legitimate, the the state only exists because we collectively believe in the idea that uh, it's, a, it's a religion. You know, that these are people, they're human beings. They, and Wayne was talking during one of the breaks about how they don't actually have uh, power it's we give them the power by giving them leg- the legitimacy in our minds and certainly many of us those of us who are in the liberty movement have mentally moved beyond that but as you say most people haven't most people are deep within this religion of statism and and to that end they're going to continue their little voting process and if you can throw a vote in that's going to tip the scales in some direction towards less violence mm-hmm. i don't see what's wrong with that there, i don't see what's morally wrong with it there are a lot of supposed small government republicans who are st- 
blatant statists as well. Indeed. Did that answer your question, Andrew? Oh, definitely, for sure. Um, but as far as the candidates go, like uh, Wayne was saying, yeah, definitely, you know, don't, I don't know, I guess don't support them, don't get involved with them. That's why I stick to the whole uh, state and local propositions. So yeah. just a candidates are, are slime balls, and it's very rare that you'll find one that actually believes in liberty. But if you can find a real liberty-oriented candidate, I've got no problem backing them either. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Hour 3 is coming up. You take control at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. In times of economic instability, precious metals are the best hedge against inflation and can be a great investment opportunity. Bullion Investment Corporation is the gold standard in precious metal acquisition. Whether you're in the market for gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, you can leverage up to 400% by taking advantage of the Purchase Power Program. And don't forget about the low price guarantee. BIC will meet or beat the price of any other broker. Bullion Investment Corporation, proudly serving our clients for over 25 years. For more information, call Bullion Investment Corporation now at 1-888-486-1275 or visit goldbullion.net. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. You'll find the features are free on the site, so enjoy those, including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send in their validated photo and show they are indeed listeners of this program or validated video. That works, too. You can go to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com and see it. If you're a lady listener, get the details on how to become a Shriner over at Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. Now, from creating new and old media to political action to civil disobedience and market-based activism, you'll find more pro-freedom activism than you may have imagined possible when you move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And the fun's just getting started. So learn more at freestateproject.org, get signed up, and get yourself up here to New Hampshire. Join the fun at uh, freestateproject.org. As we continue here, uh, taking your phone calls about what you want, let's go to, I believe Tom is in Florida. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hello. Hey, Tom, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, Yeah, I'm a little off subject, but you say you bring up what you want to talk about, and I want to talk about something that's been bothering me a lot. Sure. Um, about a year or so ago, a friend of mine alerted me to the fact that there are these, um, there are cameras being set up on all the interstates across the country. Uh, he's a ex-trucker and has friends who are truckers. And he said, well, he showed me, we went out on, I live in South Florida, so we were in I-95. And these, uh, these, uh, smoked lens cameras are literally every mile, every 5,000 feet. Mm. And um, I took a trip with my kids uh, last summer, meaning about a year ago, a little over a year ago, up to North Carolina, and I decided to watch. And we went on 95, and then we went on 75 and went, you know, around Atlanta. They're everywhere. And nobody's talking about it. I mean, it's, it's like a control grid being set up all over the United States. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty... Just uh, trying to keep you safe. Don't worry. <laughs> it's well, pretty it's ominous, huh? That. If you look and you, you know, you have to look to see them. If I even forget they're there, in the course of the last year, I've forgotten they're there, and then I re-remind myself, and I look, and darn, there they are. It's almost like they're so cleverly designed. I mean, they're not—they're not camouflaged, but there's just something about them that you don't notice them. 
They're on about 50-foot poles, and usually the poles are cement or metal. And at the base is quite a big electrical box. And my friend was saying, hey, check that out. He says, that's not just for the camera. And what you notice on some of these poles is they have, like, these white plastic boxes that are mounted up the poles a ways, and they're like on a gooseneck or a swivel, and they're definitely oriented down towards the road, you know, like the different lanes. And he says one of his friends claims that it's quite possibly those things are set up for sensing and reading, but also the amount of power that seems to be um, required, because it's at large like a stainless steel box at the bottom mm-hmm. of each pole. He says that he thinks it's for an electromagnetic pulse to possibly dis um, uh, uh, you know, to, to disable a vehicle. Well, that's that's pure speculation, and uh, I, that I don't know about. But it's well, certainly true that cameras are going up, and they've been around the cities uh, for a long time. Most no, these are on. I know these are. I know the ones you're talking about. Yeah. They're long-bodied cameras. There's four at every intersection, yeah. and they're on a number of intersections. No, these are high up on these poles, and they are literally on every. I haven't gone across the country. And I haven't gone any further than no, the I, Carolina. I believe you. I haven't traveled on I-75 for a number of years myself. But, uh, uh, but You I, believe I'm going to be looking next time I get on 93, 91, or well, 95? Look, because you don't notice them until you make a point to notice them, and you say, darn, they really are there. And yeah, I mean, the government bureaucrats probably will claim what they uh, they originally claimed about the cameras in the cities, and that is that oh, they're they're just there for traffic monitoring and uh, you know to make sure there's not any kind of uh, a pile up or 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 backup. But uh, but certainly, the more of that stuff they put in, the more of a control grid it can become, and the more they can use it to uh, for you know for uh, for some sort of nefarious purpose. Well, it gets worse. Um, I do I travel up the coast because my kids surf and. Very recently, they just put another thing in that I just noticed because I watch, and there's a an area on I-95 just below an area called Hobe Sound, which is on our I-95 going north here in Florida, and there's a truck way station. And just before the way station, very recently, they put up a very large pole, which is dedicated only. It goes over the whole highway now. It's monstrous, and there is a very large plastic kind of a conical-shaped thing pointed right down at the road, like a big ray gun. Uh, literally, there's three lanes at that point going north. It's right dead in the center, and that pole is de- designated only to hold this apparatus. I have no idea what it is, but it certainly looks like it's pointed at the road. Hmm. And it's a very large sensor or transducer or something. It might and, be um, something to take uh, license plate pictures of if they were going to put up a toll well, booth or this, something. This thing's huge. I have no idea why it's so big, because there's plenty of the little sensors all over the place. You'll see them on the poles. And then I was coming back on the turnpike coming south from up further over in Gainesville, and darn if I didn't see another one on the turnpike coming south. And again, Hmm. I I feel like I'm losing my mind. I tell people about it, and people kind of go, yeah, okay, but I don't get any feedback, because I usually don't talk to the same person twice. I've told a few friends. Well, I wonder but, I mean, what would happen if you if you called the Department of uh, Motor Vehicles or the Highway Department and asked them. You could uh, put on hold. Well, likely, <laughs> but uh, just try, oh, I, to, oh, try oh, to find time. Yeah, I, I saw some guys working on one when I was going north on my little summer vacation a few weeks ago, and I went by so quickly. I thought, geez, I should go back and talk to those guys. Just you know, guys working on the box. Yeah. And I'm sure I, I thought, gee, I should have pulled over and just walked up and said, "Hey, guys, what is that thing?" Because, again, they're everywhere, and you do not notice them unless someone tells you, and then you start looking, you will see them. And then 
you'll almost not see them again as you drive because they kind of blend in. But thanks for bringing special th- about them. Yep, thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate it. And if you ever figure it out, uh, let us know. Yeah, we will. Yeah, if more. anyone else has seen them, call into the show tonight because I feel like I'm the only one who sees them. There you go. Thanks for the call. I'm sure <laughs> you're not right. the only one, but thanks. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You're not the only one who sees them unless you're the only one that sees them, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's no one or the other. Well, they have them in Walmart, too, and some of the big department stores. Have- what, cameras? Yeah, there's cameras Of course in there. they do. It's yeah. loss control. Sure. Well, there's a reason for there's well, a, a good reason for those. Cameras. Well, there's good reason for the ones on the side of the road. Slave control. Yeah. Population control. I yeah. mean, that's. <laughs> well, no, Mark, it's anti-terrorism. Whatever. I mean, what do you think that is? It's a slave revolt. Um, you know, I'm listening to I was listening to a podcast about slavery, um, you know, and its history. And it's amazing. You know, just it's just changed forms. You think that the 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 the, the rich people, the people that uh, that have traditionally owned other people, have? Go- I mean, obvi- you think that you're going to be able to separate them from government? What is a citizen but somebody who has to do what the government tells them to do? You think the rich people got to do what the government says? I Not mean, so much. No, you're just. It's just a new form of slavery that honestly they're easier to control. In the ancient world, they um, they would have battlements. They'd have to protect themselves against slave uprisings because you know they, they were scared of them. So yeah, well, that's kind of what's going on now, really. If you think about it, you know, there's a lot of stories about how the so-called elites are getting scared and they're they're getting more pistol permits, and um, a lot of the people unemployed would, I guess, would be the slaves of today. Well, and and whenever you bring up that term, there are always going to be people that will come up with some sort of an objection to it. That it's it's an insult of people that were involved in uh, chattel slavery. They're dead. They'll, they'll you know it'll be fine. They're dead. It's and more the, serfdom nowadays. Whatever. I mean, you know, yeah. a serf is just a slave. Yeah. I mean, a serf yeah. is a different is a specific type of slave that is bound to the land. And uh, you know, we're less serfs because we can pick up and move. Although they didn't really tell serfs that they couldn't move anyway. It was just you know difficult to get yourself uh, set up in new areas. You, the, the apprentice uh, model of doing business it was it was just more difficult. But just like now, it's difficult to sell your house and move. Well, somebody put a, put up on my Facebook that uh, they liked neo abolitionist as uh, as a term. And uh, th- that uh, that the abolition movement was a movement to abolish slavery from one class to another class, but the next step is to remove slavery from everyone by everyone. One person objects by saying that uh, the complaint uh, that he has to that is that what's new about abolition? Has slavery ever really been ended? And at what point were you free to claim all of the responsibility for your actions, good or bad? So, I don't know. Is neo-abolitionist a decent uh, term? Is Should I just be an abolitionist? I think that uh, I think it actually might be a good term uh, because it would cause people to ask questions without all that loaded stuff that comes from anarcho-capitalist. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, everybody. Scott Horton here for FreedomCam.net. From coast to coast, the increasingly militarized American police state has grown out of control. Peace officers have become law enforcement. The old doctrines of minimal force have fallen by the wayside. Cops are now trained to use overwhelming force in virtually every situation, resulting in an epidemic of police brutality across our society. I say fight back while you still can. Film the cops and put it on YouTube. A critical mass of police brutality videos is being assembled online, and a change is going to come. Police perjury is no match for instant replay. FreedomCam.net offers discreet video cameras to help you avoid confiscation while checking power and protecting yourself. FreedomCam.net. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free and taking control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And those features include our webcam. You can watch and listen to the show. Also chat with other listeners. Our chat room built into the same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. That is cam.freetalklive.com. Memorydealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, Zenpax, X2s, um, and they're all 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. And you know what? Last night I said uh, something to the effect that uh, they didn't have their private labeling available in overnight delivery because, well, you know, that seemed reasonable to me. However... I'm wrong. <laughs> I've got a note here from Damn. from Roger Ver. Yeah, like that's what I said. Uh, he said, "Yeah, you're wrong. We have lots of high end uh, uh, label printers, so we can even do custom labeling the same day. Nearly every product on our webpage is available for overnight delivery, including many, not all, customized solutions for the optical transceivers. Most customers want customized software and labels for them. All of that can be done." In the same day. Customized software and labels, same day. That's um, crazy. Customized hardware solutions can take a little bit longer, depending on what the customer needs. I hope that information can help you give more accurate live reads in the future. <clears throat> <laughs> Please keep up the great work. So there you go. It's MemoryDealers.com. Wow. Private labeling, same day. Huh? That's crazy. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Yeah. So you, do, you say what that client tells you to say, Mark. Just quit making crap up. But, uh, you know, you it want did to, seem reasonable. You want though, the, at the live time. read to be fresh, you yeah. know? Yeah. All right. So 800 259 9231. one of the, uh, the long, longest or the largest uh, sponsors of this program. They're really getting behind Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. So thanks to them. Uh, and they're sponsoring the cam page. So go to cam.freetalklive.com and enjoy that. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to Bob listening in West Virginia to WVTS in Charleston. Hello, Bob. Yes. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Bob? Hello there. Uh, I was just listening to the gentleman before the break talking about the little, the little things mounted on the poles by the way stations. Yes, and yes, sir. I know exactly what those are. It's as I'm a former trucker. And it's called a pre-pass. It's it's only for the trucks. They have a like a little box inside. It's similar to the Easy Pass that people use for the tolls. Yeah. And it's like a sensor that comes into where they're at in, inside the way station, and it gives them information on the tr- the truck unit, the company uh, registration, and they have like a little sensor in the highway that can weigh a, st- a truck going seventy miles an hour down the highway. What? And some of them have like a little like a little green light that'll come on as they're driving down the, the highway. And if that little, they get that little green light, and they, they're free to bypass the way station. Now, if they get information like the company has a poor safety record or that kind of thing, and they'll get, and they have to pull into the way station. And still others have wow. like, a, like a bypass lane that they can go through, I think, as they're coming down. And they have like an infrared sensor that can actually do like an instant inspection on the truck's brakes and if they're if they're not hot they're supposed to be warmed from the friction and if they're not hot they'll pull them they can pull them around back pull them up on the scale where they have to stop and then pull them around back and do a full-scale inspection on them and of course if there's problems with the equipment their log books that kind of thing they can be shut down until everything is the whatever mechanical thing is set to is repaired and if their log books 
out, they can be fined and have to sit there in time for till the break is over with before they let them go. That type of thing. What does a cold that's, break? That's all it's, for. it's not a. It's more like a big brother watching the trucking companies, not the person private vehicles. What does a cold? What, what do cold brakes on a truck indicate? Because uh, I mean, cold brakes doesn't sound terrible to me. What do, What does that indicate? Well, it's um, it's like they're not getting enough. Uh, friction. Uh, they have to have a certain amount of heat that comes off of them that tells them that they're functioning the way they're supposed to. Oh, I see. If they're not getting a, the heat off of them, that means they're obviously not getting enough uh, uh, friction on them. Mm-hmm. That, you know, to. But you're saying they, this mysterious device the caller was talking about earlier is basically some sort of a unit that uh, that pings a transponder in uh, in the inside the truck that uh, that identifies yes, yeah. the company and identifies the, the details about it, that kind of thing, and then. And that that, yes, that, that that information is being monitored at the at the way station, and they're, they're just kind of deciding in advance. So they come. How far in advance of the way station do they do they show up? Usually about a mile before the way station is where those will be. That's interesting. And, now, uh, uh, now, the poor truckers of, the, of America, the professional drivers, are really just screwed uh, as royally as uh, possible. They're, they're so regulated, you can barely do it on your own. Right. So many different controls. It's it's just got to be absolutely maddening uh, to, to be in that business when all you want to do is you know make a living and, and, and drive across the country and, and bring products and to people and, and the government is always getting in the way. Now, is this the federal government that's doing this or are they state governments that are that are setting these up? Well, it's a nationwide system pretty mm-hmm. much, but it's up to the individual states if they want to set those up. Those advanced ones where you come down the lane to be inspected or the, the little infrared sensor, that's only in certain states that have the modernized equipment for mm-hmm. them to more fancier state-of-the-art uh, scales like they have in Knoxville, Tennessee, where I-40 and I-75 run together. Those those are generally in, in high-traffic areas. I have and never uh, heard of. Now I'm not a you know, not a scientist, but I've never heard of a scale that you could weigh something on with it moving. That sounds oh, yeah. crazy to me. Yeah, is that really them, true? Yes, it is. In some states, they'll just have the one where it's. You, you come down a lane into the way station, and if you get the little green light as you're coming down there, you can take the bypass lane. You still have to run like 20 or 30 miles an hour. You can't be flying through mm-hmm. there. They'll, they'll, they take a dim view of that. But if you get that, then you can take the bypass lane in the way station. The other ones where they're like really close on their weight, they'll pull them up on the, the stationary scale themselves and pull them up there and have them stop. And, of course, if they're overweight, they can pull them around back and now, Usually how new is how new is right. this transponder uh, technology? When did they start putting uh, implementing that? Back in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. around two thousand two thousand one, some maybe a year or two before then, when they started those. And not all states have them, but there's a lot of states that have that now. But it's been several years since I was a tri- over the road trucker. But they they started that back then. Why did you leave the business? I'm sorry. Why, why did you leave the business? Uh well, I had an injury. Oh. Uh, I fell out of my vehicle, something I've done probably 2,000 times over the years. Jeez. Like, I've driven over 2 million miles, and uh, and I uh, I hurt my back, and I'm not oh. able to drive anymore. I'm sorry to hear about that. Yeah, um, but you guys, I'm man. Because of it. So how many years were you in? When did you, uh, when did you get out? It was a few years back. Uh, yeah, about 2003. But I did it for 20 years. 20 years. And what did you see change yeah. in uh, in the professional uh, driving business in the, those 20 years? Uh, a lot more. The states became more stricter on the regulations. You were subject to a lot of states. They generally, 
ignored you unless you're out there doing 100 miles an hour down the interstate. A lot of them, several states like Texas didn't even really have any way stations. They had uh, ones where they could set up with portable scales that you could generally go right on across Texas and they, they wouldn't bother you. But not, but not when anymore, I huh? Run, when I used to run out to the West Coast, California was about the strictest state they had. Thanks for the info, man. I appreciate the uh, the inside information. That certainly answered that gentleman's question from earlier. And uh, thank you very much for the call at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is available now for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on the site for free. We've got a lot of stuff there. In fact, uh, if you want to listen in, you can do that live 24-7 also, uh, so you can listen live and then later because we repeat the latest episode over and over again until the new episode is, uh, is created all on our streams, which are broadband and dial-up flavors, at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you'll get the number for our listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Also, details on our site about how you can listen via satellite and via our 80-plus radio stations around the country. It's all over there at listen.freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls, uh, Matt is on the line on the amp lines. Hello, Matt, in Illinois. Matt, Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I would I would like to uh, plug a radio program that I'm going to be doing tomorrow as uh, Shander Blessman. San, uh, is it? It's pronounced Shander. Shander, yeah, you know, like S Z. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was San, Senzor or something Senzor. like that. Uh, Sander, so. yeah, yeah S- it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a Hungarian name. So S Z is pronounced with an H. Shander. Like 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 an SH, yes. Like yes, Zorro. Very much like an SH. So Shander like S- Blessman is your uh, pen name? That is, that is a pen name that I use to blog with. It's uh and I, I write a liberty uh a liberty oriented blog. And I was a guest on uh, a gentleman's show last Wednesday night and he offered uh he offered a an hour long uh internet radio program on Thursday nights between six and seven. Uh, so are you coming on as his uh, show as a guest? Central time. Or are you having your own no, show? No, this is going to be my show. Oh, wow. Great. Good for you. And uh, he's going to give me a couple of weeks and see how I do. So I need some moral support. So is this going to be on some sort of internet uh, radio network or what's it? Yes. It's, on, it's called the Survive and then the number two, Thrive Network. Survive2Thrive.net. So is, is it like a survivalist thing or what's the what's the focus there? Um, it's, it's, uh, food, you know, um, it's, it's focuses natural foods so that, uh, they're trying to, to get away to, to get people away from eating the processed 
stuff that's put out there. Mm, I and, just had uh, some Pringles today. Focus mm, more mm, on, mm, on natural food. The Franken food. So is yeah, that what your so the whole network is focused on that uh, kind of perspective? Is that where your show is going to be coming from? No, no. I, I my show can be whatever I want it to be. Um, I see. Tomorrow night, I'm going to start with uh, some stuff from um, Major General Smedley Butler and, and talk about the uh, the American troops in Afghanistan guarding mm-hmm. the uh, the poppy fields for them. Mm-hmm. War is a racket. That's a great way to start. There you go. Right. So folks can listen over at survive2thrive.net. Is that right? Correct. Survive, okay. and then the number two, thrive.net. Now, are there going to be archives? Because it sounds like it's going to be competing with us. Uh, yes. Uh, there will be archives, and I will probably can um, link to them on my website. Where's which that? Which is com. How do you spell so, that? S Z A N D O R B L E S T M A N. There you go. Now, folks can go and listen to uh, Matt from Illinois doing his own radio show. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, a longtime caller uh, of the program. Congratulations and best of luck. Some some, uh, talk show hosts started as callers. Uh, Lionel (laughs) is one of my favorite uh, talk show hosts uh, out there in the business, and he got his start in radio as being a a crank caller to uh, the local (laughs) talk radio station. (laughs) It's good stuff. Yeah. Had to get on the radio somehow. Yep. Actually, uh, I don't remember exactly what his his story was, but I believe that at some point he was invited by the same radio station to come and host host a show. Yeah. Mm. So his his successful crank calling actually led directly to getting him an opportunity to be on the air. The the shtick apparently was uh, at least some of what he would do would be call in like to shows that you wouldn't expect much controversial uh, you know radio to go on and you know the the AC repair guys on doing his show about uh, you know what you should do with your air conditioner or whatever and he'd call in and say you're crazy and like he'd, you know, <laughs> he'd, he'd make controversy where there shouldn't really be any and, and the guy would be just completely befuddled you know, it, it's it's a shame. And <laughs> but Lionel funny. is now doing his own uh, podcast online, but unfortunately, I think most of it's behind a paywall, which is is always a, it's always sad to see that. Anyway, still like the guy. 800-259-9231. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves, and we go to your phone calls about anything. Frank is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind, Frank? This evening. Well, I just wanted to say that, you know, I've been meeting with my friends and associates and enjoying some cognac and sort of discussing the uh, Tea Party movement. So and your, your associates are the, the Bilderbergers, and are you guys going to crush them? Well, I didn't say they were the Bilderbergers, but you <laughs> the know, they're, they're sort of those that, uh, let's say this, if, if we're all slaves, they're the slave owners. Well, right. Aren't they running the Tea Party movement? Exactly. exactly. And that's what's so comical. Everyone was just laughing over brandy and, you know, great Havana cigars, uh, although I prefer a Dominican cigar myself. But, uh, no, just laughing about how everyone's getting, getting sort of hyped up about attempting to create change when all the candidates are actually, you know, supported by the same special interests. Right, they're bought and those sold. will be placed out. And it really uh, – one thing, one thing I wanted to say, I think your comment about serfdom – and America and sort of the world situation with regard to the notion of the free man and the slave and 
the ability to be free, and what does that mean if we exist within, you know, a prison panopticon of reason or, let's say, non-reason, uh, is very interesting. And I will say this, those that are pulling the strings, and let's call them kingmakers or those, of, those that will survive when the rest of us will not, uh, in all probability, uh, the more they screw us, and they screw the uh, man and woman in the street, the more powerful they are, the more domineering they become, and the less prone to reason, uh, you know, their judgments, in a sense, uh, will follow. So I wanted to say this, that I think right now, you know, all of this talk about using the electoral process to affect change is really a myth, and the people know it in control. And they kind of laugh about it, especially, you know, the fact that the Tea Party candidates are supported by the same Republican and Democratic coffers that have been, you know, running the show, you know, for the last 150 years. Oh, I agree with you that that it is mostly a myth. I mean, the idea that... It is a myth. And that's really... And what I wanted to say is this. I've said this several times over the past few years, but it's probably 2% of the people that understand what's actually going on, and it's less than point zero 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 one percent of the population that actually you know controls the means of you know power real power that is i'm not talking about you know the people that are sort of uh... uh... their career is to execute the wills of the uh, and the desires of those right uh, or the the local city councillors they're not involved or Uh, even the senators or even the president let's say i mean when you look at it this way it's it's kind of comical and with most of these people remazed at is with all of the access to knowledge, especially with the Internet and all of the social uh, discourse that exists in the social sciences over the last 150 years, and especially, you know, what Marx had done, in a sense, with his Communist Manifesto. Uh, The fact that the people still will not avail themselves of these tools to better themselves just is sort of laughable to the elite, and they just can't imagine. Well, it's uh, hmm. you know how uh, how the people actually are taking this crap. That well, it's a testimony. Taking, it's, taking and taking. Well, it's a testimony to the effectiveness of the government indoctrination system. These government schools that brainwash people into believing in the state, and also the information superhighway also feeds you bad information too, mm-hmm. as much as it can feed you good information. So if you go down the wrong rabbit hole, then you can well, be lost true. forever. You have to have the capacity to distinguish the garbage from the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the valuable information. What I want to know is, Frank, do your buddies know you're getting on the radio and letting loose oh, all sure. their they, secrets? Oh, sure. They're listening. Actually, they're listening now. And they, <laughs> Thanks, they really have offered me a radio show. Thanks, they think dude. I would We're be. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. Enough time, perhaps, for your call. If you make it now at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. 
and Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Hey, if you enjoy this program and you like the fact that we give you the website for free, then we ask you to shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just start your shopping through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of Amazon's profits. It's the same Amazon with the same great selection and service and just the amazing, just an amazing site. They've got so much. You can even buy used items through Amazon. You start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping done. Get it delivered to your door. And free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of their brand new items. And you can feel good because Free Talk Live is getting a cut when you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. Back to the phones and the fun. Andrew is in North, or excuse me, New Hampshire. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live. Greetings, Ian, Wayne, and Mark. How are you guys doing tonight? Super. What's on your mind, Andrew? Um, I wanted to respond to what Ian, you were discussing last night's show with Sam regarding uh, reasonable suspicion and uh, probable cause. By all means. I I thought there was a difference between the two. Can you explain? There there is. Uh, Ian, you were correct that reasonable suspicion is a lower burden of proof than probable cause. Essentially, in a... uh, suspicion or evidentiary uh, timeline or spectrum, there's no suspicion at the left uh, going to suspicion, articulable suspicion and reasonable articulable suspicion, which pretty much are the same, then probable cause, um, which is just essentially more likely than not. Then you have some other burdens of proof and then reasonable doubt uh, being the most uh, facts that you would have to show to overcome uh, doubt in someone's mind. So is it the case and that in order for a cop to detain somebody, because it's my understanding you've got the three different levels of uh, police interaction. There's the contact where the cop comes up to you on the street and, and it attempts to initiate a conversation to which you do not have to reply, uh, where the cop will say something uh, like he did to Adam and Pete over at the motor or at uh, libertyontour.com, where the cop opens up with, hey, can I talk to you for a second? That's a contact <laughs> Uh, they don't even need to have any suspicion to uh, to contact you, but in order to detain you, they do need reasonable uh, reasonable suspicion for that. Is that right? Uh, correct. And where that kind of derives its, its legal backing is a case called Terry v. Ohio, which I won't go into details with. But essentially, the case was from the I believe the 70s. Involved a guy acting sketchy outside of a jewelry store, wearing the wrong type of clothing. The cop went up to him, you know, thought you know, he was acting suspicious, wouldn't take his hands out of his pocket, so the cop thought he had a, a gun on him, and essentially patted him down. Um, that case essentially gave the police the ability to uh, stop and briefly detain people for, quote-unquote, reasonable amounts of time in order to dispel whatever suspicion that they had based on specific facts which is why police can pull you over in a motor vehicle because they can articulate that you blew through a stop sign where they don't have necessarily probable cause um, that you committed some offense. Um, Whereas um, when you have uh, probable cause, that's where an officer would have to get a warrant. And it's kind of cumbersome for, you know, police to be able to, you know, have to, Figure out who someone is, go apply for a warrant, and then go arrest someone. It's a lot easier to say, hey, we saw this person doing X, Y, and Z, and we stopped them. And hopefully the person's you know, foolish enough to admit what they're doing or provide more information to the officer. 
I'm I'm a little confused. I I think still at uh, at at this point. So to to detain somebody, you need reasonable suspicion, which means that. How is that different from just an officer being suspicious of somebody because they, he doesn't like the way they look? What's the difference between reasonable suspicion and uh, just being suspicious? Um, a lot of times it's um, how well the officer can justify his uh, suspicion. Essentially, it comes down to the officer being able to rely on his uh, training and experience and point to specific facts such as um, – Say there's someone in Keene Central Square at night, and they're just sitting around with some other people drinking bottles. The officer would have a suspicion based on his training and experience that likely someone's down there smoking alcohol, or drinking drinking alcohol. (laughs) Or smoking something Um, else. Right, or smoking uh, some prohibited substance. But the officer can't say that, well, I know that they're smoking alcohol because there's people down in... Uh, Keene Central Square, sitting around, because they just might be, you know, some youth group that's just drinking water. So she would have to point to specific facts that would, you know, bear out to a judge or, you know, some other person that, yes, indeed, you know, I had these specific facts that, you know, convinced me that this person, you know, had, the, you know, alcohol. That person had a, a Corona it. bottle in their hand, for instance, and the substance was here. Right, if they have a Corona bottle... Um, then that would give the officer, or, you know, a reasonable suspicion. And, you know, if the officer was able to smell it and it smells like alcohol, then that would be probable cause. Um, right. Now, in order to get to the point where the officer would be able to smell it, uh, then they would have to, the person would have to consent to a search. Isn't that Right. Or the, the officer detains the person and they hold it out in some way for the officer to smell it. Yeah. You know, like, so uh, if they have a bottle that they're able to secure before the officer gets over there and the officer can't point to anything that indicates alcohol use, then all he has to go on is, you know, whether or not, you know, someone wants to consent to a search or give up information. So so he could. Uh, so in that case, so the officer comes over, he believes he's got the suspicion that somebody's drinking in the park. He gets closer. He sees that uh, there's a uh, somebody's drinking out of a Corona uh, bottle. And that's at the point at which he not just contacts but detains that person because he has reasonable suspicion to believe that there there could be alcohol in that bottle, and he wants to continue investigating with this person as uh, you know a, a de- detainee. But as you say, if the person puts the, uh, the their cap back on the bottle and refuses to hand it over, because usually the cops will use their intimidation tactics and the fact that they have the the, the badge and, and the uniform to intimidate people into handing over whatever it is they're drinking. Uh, if they refuse to hand it over, then he doesn't really have anything else he can do to investigate to find the probable cause he would need to make the arrest and would likely have to just move along. Is that right? Uh, right, and it basically comes down to whether or not the judge would agree that such a, uh, if he went to arrest the person, whether that arrest was based on probable cause or not. And likely the smart thing for the officer to do would be to identify the person, seize the alcohol, and get a warrant for the, the bottle, which most of the time they're probably not going to do. Um, if the bottle doesn't give any indication that it's an alcohol container, then the officer really doesn't have anything to go on. How can uh, he, he seize he, the alcohol if uh, you know he doesn't have any 
what's the justification for for making a seizure? Because normally they just want you to hand it over, but that's a consensual act, even though it may not appear to be, right? Right. It pretty much comes down to if the officer has probable cause, he can point to the exigency that, well, if I let this person walk away with it, I'm not going to be able to search it because he's just going to toss it in the trash. So he can seize it so that the evidence doesn't get destroyed so that he can get a warrant and search the, the bottle. Wait, so what is it that justifies the seizure? I'm mis- misunderstanding that. Uh, essentially the same uh, burden of proof. But, but they, you don't have the burden he of proof have the top proof. is on it. Well, he, he has the burden of proof that the, the container contains alcohol, and he has to convince the judge that it indeed he does have probable cause. But in order to seize that, can he take the bottle instead of just arresting a person without a warrant? Can he take the bottle, go to the judge without, you know, smell with the cap on it and go to the judge and say, I think there's beer in here. May I look in it? Is that how it goes? Or that's not pretty pretty much. I mean, he would have to show that, well, it's a Corona bottle. Most of the time people don't put non-alcoholic substances in it. And, you know, these people are doing X, Y, and Z, which indicates that, you know, that, the container was being used and was, you know, containing alcohol. But I don't want him to take my bottle. He has no right to take my bottle. Uh, you're pretty much going to have to hand it over and, you know, let the uh, officer seize it, because otherwise he's just going to charge you with something like obstructing, obstructing government justice. administration. Huh. Or, That's interesting. They didn't charge me with that. Yeah, they didn't charge me with obstructing when I had a bottle labeled not a beer, a brown bottle labeled not a beer in the city council meeting, and I refused to hand it over to be searched. I did not want to consent to a, to a search of what was my private property. Right, probably because he didn't say that you have to hold it, you know, hand it over. If you don't, you're going to get arrested. No, he said you had to leave. Hmm. Hey, thanks, Andrew. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's all still a little confusing to me, but and it's all very arbitrary as well. But uh, there are there are differences between a reasonable, articulable suspicion and probable cause. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.